Hello, hello, hello. You are on the ground floor with Jennifer. <laughs> How is everybody feeling out there? It is a beautiful Sunday morning right here, right now, and I am feeling good. Good with a T. So last week I uh, told you guys about the 21 days of fasting and prayer we're doing with the church and the experience so far has been phenomenal simply phenomenal so I did water fasting I fasted uh, for five days with no food and only water Days one and day two were the hardest part. But after that, the hunger goes away and it's like, it's uphill from there. So during uh, the fast, I had no negative symptoms. Well, just one. I was really tired. That was the only negative symptom I had. Otherwise, you know, I had no headaches no pain, no nothing like that. Um, my mood was lifted. Like, I felt good. Just, like, by default, and I'm trying to change this, but by default, I'm grumpy. I don't want to talk to nobody. I don't care about nobody. Like, the, that's just how I've been for the past, you know, <laughs> eight years. I don't know. But um, my mood was lifted. I was good and cheerful. And people at work was like, what's wrong with her? You know, <laughs> you look happy, girl. I was like, yes. Um, I had some spurts of energy. There was, you know, times where I was like, oh, yes, I got energy. You know, I felt light. I just felt good in general. And then... Um, you know, the, one of the challenging parts was cooking for my kids or lunchtime at work. People, you know, would eat in the office and I would just be like just watching them. They'd be laughing at me because I'm like looking at, <laughs> looking at them eat and just trying to live through them. But um, it was doable. It was definitely doable. And... Um, so by f day five, I started to feel very tired, like more tired than usual. And I started, I just felt weird in general. And then I had this extreme urge to eat. So I was like, you know what, maybe, maybe my body's talking to me. You know, we're going to take baby steps. I'm going to go ahead and break the fast. So I did. Um, so... Breaking the fast was, is still a process because you can't just eat real food right away. You will jack your stomach up, okay? So take it slow when you're breaking the fast. And it was, you know, even, even breaking the fast is a spiritual thing. 
you have to go slow you have to trust God and all that so anyway I broke the fast I had watermelon and oh that the taste you know when you haven't had anything in your mouth just straight up plain old water like tasted really good I appreciate I appreciated the watermelon you know when you just eat and you just you eat and then it's like mm, this is good but you don't really like a pre like I appreciated it so after the watermelon I had some bone broth because you know I love I love me some warm soup warm I can't drink tea anymore for health reasons warm I, I'm always drinking warm water with lemon and honey which I'm sipping on right now so anyway the next thing I drank was bone broth and that was extra good and I called it a night and then the next morning I had watermelon um, some bone broth Watermelon for breakfast, bone broth for lunch, and because I was a little bit still hungry, I went to the cafeteria and got some grilled veggies, and they were nice and soft, so I ate those too, but I could only eat some of it because my stomach was shrunken, so I couldn't eat it all, but, um, and while I was doing this, I was making sure to chew everything thoroughly as well, so... I chewed everything to a mush and then swallowed. And then for dinner that night, I I feel like I overdid it a little bit. I made soft food. I, I cooked mushrooms and Brussels sprouts. And, you know, I dabbled in veganism. I'm not vegan, but... Um, if I want a meatless dinner, I usually put mushrooms as the meat, and it's pretty good. So I did mushrooms and Brussels sprouts with potatoes on the side. And I think the potatoes did me in. Like, I didn't get a stomach ache, but I was stuffed. Even though I served myself a small portion it was still too much for me and I was stuffed and you know what I didn't like that feeling like normally when you get full you're like oh okay I'm full you know and it is uncomfortable but th th it was extra uncomfortable because I was living on an em empty stomach for days you know and then now I'm full and it was it just I hated it I hated that feeling but eventually I digested and called that a night that was day two of breaking the fast and I made it a point to have early dinners like around four or five I was lucky to have a four o'clock dinner that night because we had an ice storm and I left work early so but I made it a point to have dinner as early as possible just so that my body has enough time to process all of that so that when I'm asleep my body can rest too and and it won't have that much work to do you know what I mean but um
Yeah, and then the next day after that, which was yesterday, let's see what I ate. I had some watermelon in the morning. Lunchtime, I had avocado toast. And I was weary of the bread, but I tried it anyway, and it was just fine. I didn't get full or a stomach ache, but I had avocado toast with tomatoes on the top, and it was good. And then for dinner, I had leftovers of the mushrooms with Brussels sprouts, but no potatoes because um, my kids ate them all. But it was just fine. I was I was content with that. Still eating small portions, and I'm feeling great. So I'm continuing on with the church fasting and praying, but I'm switching the fast up to just be a Daniel fast where I just eat fruits and veggies and cut everything else out except bread because (laughs) I had the avocado toast yesterday. But yeah, as far as like the spiritual side, ooh, yes. So I now understand what it means to draw closer to God. Because during the fast, when I was, my mood was lifted and I just felt good. Also, I, I, there was one point where I, like my heart, I just felt love in my heart. And it was random and it was not towards any person or anything. It was just there. It was just love in my heart. You know, I, it's hard to explain, but it was, it felt good good like I was like "Mm, I love you know I just I just love I just am you know and I think that was a little bit of a presence of God coming through it's wonderful so um like I said I'm continuing on I'm switching up the fast with just veggies and and fruits and I'm content with that right now I'm not having any fascinations or daydreams about meat or fish or anything like that. Ooh, girl, let me tell you, the daydreams I had (laughs) when I was on the water fast. Oh, I was fast fantasizing about food, looking at pictures and just planning out, ooh, when I get off this fast, I'm going to eat this. And ooh, ooh, you know, and... I don't think that was the right thing to do. Um, I let temptation get the best of me. I should have been deep in the word, deep in prayer, deep in in observance of, of what I was going through instead of looking forward to being over with it. You know what I mean? So that's a lesson that I learned. Um, I will be trying this again in March. So I went five days. In March, I want to try to go seven. And then after that, I want to go 10, then 14, and then 21 to see if I can make it to the 21 days. You should look up the benefits of water fasting. It's You know, there's doctors and people out there that say it's not healthy, blah, blah, blah. But there's another side that says it's extremely healthy and you should do it just to clean out your body. I trust the word. I trust the Bible. It says to do it. I'm going to do it, girl. 
but I'm also listen to my body because God also, you know, gives you signals. So better listen to them. Up next, I'm going to be talking about my new project, 365 Days of Freeforming Locks. Stay tuned. And you're back. We're back on the ground floor with Jennifer. I love my name. Yes. Catchy. So I'm going to be talking about freeforming locks. Yes. All my girls out there with locks. Hello. (laughs) So what's today? January 12th. So 12 days of freeforming so far. Um, I had a wash day yesterday. And I've decided to not use any shampoo because the last time I had locks and I combed them out, there was a lot of buildup. And I washed my hair like all the time, whenever I wanted to, excessively. Like I I washed it so much and I, I thought it was so clean. But shampoo leaves a residue and a buildup. And I saw that when I was combing them out and it was gross. And I only had my locks for nine months. So imagine if I had that for years, you know, ugh. So I'm going to keep it simple. I'm free forming. I'm going to be free of all the products and all the maintenance and all the things you have to do. I'm just going to do water rinsing. And also some hair rinses like apple cider vinegar rinse or rosemary hair rinse. There's basil hair rinse. I mean, you can make a hair rinse out of any kind of herb. So I'm going to be doing that and just keeping it simple and also oiling my scalp and babying my ends of my hair. But so far, so good. I still have a fro, but you can tell in the back, my rough part in the back (laughs) is the roughest part of my hair. Not so soft back there, but you could see I have one little tiny lock forming, which I'm so proud of. I'm like so excited. And then um, all around my head, you could see the clumping is starting, is beginning, so... It's great. It's so great. Um, I'm a part of a few lock communities online on Facebook and the Facebook groups. And it kind of irks me that there's like this division between freeformers and then people with manicured, styled, tight, you know, neat, tight locks. Like, I think all locks are beautiful, but I don't know. There's this need to feel validated and accepted and just as beautiful. You know, I'm going to be like, I'm beautiful too. But um, 
us girls at Freeform, we, we, we already know we got to find that for ourselves. We got to claim that for ourselves, even if nobody else sees it, even if nobody else looks or whatever. We got to do that for ourselves. So, but it irks me all the, the questions about <clears throat> how often should I retwist my hair? What what shampoo should I use? How often should I oil? How how do I sleep? How do I do this? How do I do that? And I I personally I feel locks were not supposed to be this complicated. Like locks were supposed to be something to make you free, girl. Free. And it's become so complicated. Oh, how, what method should I use to start my locks? Should I do braids, coils? Two strand twist. Somebody help, please. Like, girl. <laughs> you know? And I don't even know why I'm in those groups because they don't even uh, really acknowledge me when I post my pictures. Like, hey, I'm free forming. Hey, look, I get a couple likes, but nobody really, you know, all the eyes are on the pretty, manicured, neat, you know, styles. And I get it, you know, just like in society, how all the eyes are on the wigs. Like, wigs are so big right now, and I just, I don't know, man. The wigs and the fake booty and the lashes out to here and, you know, that the natural, authentic self is not what anybody wants to see right now. And it's really sad. It's unfortunate. But, um, and you know, I like, you know, my straight hair. I loved the length and, you know, when it was straight, I felt pretty and all that. But something just didn't sit right with me, you know, because when I had my locks, people wasn't really checking for me, you know. When I combed my locks out and did my hair... You know, everybody checking for me like, oh, you look so pretty. Oh, oh, Jennifer. Oh, you know, I felt except, you know, white people looked at me <laughs> with a, you know, a nice, they, they felt comfortable with me with straight hair versus with me with locks. You know, they wouldn't go shake my hand in church or nothing. You know, it, it, it just. It's little things like that I noticed and I was like it didn't sit right with me you know I'm gonna be who I am whether you're comfortable with it or not I'm not gonna modify myself to make you comfortable I'm not gonna modify myself to make you think that I'm beautiful I'm already I am I already am so that that's like the baseline for why I'm free forming my hair. I just want to be free of it all. All this extra stuff. So I could free up all that time and attention. And and give some of it to God. Or give some of it to my children. You know. And just be rocking it. Because like I don't know. I fell in love with the aesthetic of the free forming woman. Like, have you seen those pictures? 
they are beautiful and there was a time a few years ago where i did see a few pictures and i was like ugh, that is ugly why would she want to do that with her hair i was that woman i really did think it was ugly at first glance first time i saw it because my mind was trained on another standard of beauty I don't know, girl. And I don't know how I transformed, but I did. And now here we are. So, anyway, I washed my hair yesterday and um, I made sure to. Kind of, so, my hair is really fine, so it's very easy. And, and I made sure to kind of like slide my hair down with my hands so I could get rid of some of the shed hair because when I had locks the shed hair was easily making it way its way down all the way down to the ends and then it would ball up and it would just be balls of shed hair on my ends that I just snipped off so I did that yesterday but for the most part my hair is still a fro and so yesterday I started a project called 365 Days of Freeforming Locks, girl. Yes! So, obviously I'm not starting at day one, day one, but the project is day one. So we're starting at day 12, which is almost two weeks of freeforming. So every day on my blog, I'm going to put a few pictures up every single day just so that we can see or I can see the transformation that my hair makes as it makes its way to the locking stage and it's gonna be fire girl I'm so excited about it so excited so it's gonna be groundfleur.wordpress.com I made my day one post last night I will be making day two today also, the link is in my bio on my Instagram, Grand Fleur. I just love saying it like that, the French way, girl. Grand Fleur. Um, so you can see it there. And on my Instagram, I'm not going to post a picture every single day because I think on Instagram it's not the place to do it. But on my blog, you know, definitely so. Yeah, so um, I got church today, and um, I will see you back here with who I'm praying for coming up next. Welcome back to Ground Fleur with Jennifer. I'm glad you're listening to me today. If you are listening this far, thank you so much. I'm so thankful. Um, I did have a different podcast. So you may have heard me mention about talking about things from last week. You're not going to find that here. I had my last podcast. I had it monetized. And I was trying to demonetize it, and it was so 
it's still so uh, it's still not demonetized so i had to create a whole new podcast so here we are girl i want this to be free ad free and just you know i don't need the money <laughs> um so yes yeah, so i'm uh this segment we're going to be talking about who i'm praying for this week girl the world so I live in the Midwest and like the nation, you know, people are divided. People are for President Trump and people are not for President Trump. There are people praising God. Hallelujah, Lord. Yes, we bombed Iran or whatever. You know what I mean? Like people have their sides. I'm not choosing a side. I'm just going to pray for what is best for our nation. I'm going to pray for swift resolution, no more bloodshed. Pray for the Iranian people, the Iraqis, the just the Middle East in general, because mm, they've been having it hard for years now. Pray for them. And uh, for our nation's leaders, uh, they shall, I feel like, I can't pass judgment, but the most crooked people are are, are, the, are the leaders in it. What would our world be like today if we had like godly, like straight up people leading us? Like Obama did. You know, I love Obama. I love him. But he did some things too. But you know, Nobody's perfect and everybody does things differently. So everybody's going to run the country how they're going to run it. So, I mean, we can only pray for them. We can't. We can only pray for them. I ain't going to get too wrapped up in it because, you know, like when you get on social media, boy, they be passionate about it. And it's good to be passionate about things, but... um. Things you can't really control. I don't know, man. Give yourself an aneurysm fighting with people online. (laughs) Trying to get them to believe what you believe. Girl, please. So anyway, yes. I'm going to pray for the world. And have you seen Australia? Like, I saw the map. And like, of, of where the fires were at. It's like the whole thing. My goodness. But I said to myself, I was like, you know what? Maybe this is a a season of renewal. You know how like, well, you probably don't know. Out here in the Midwest, I didn't know this until I got here. Out here in the Midwest, they do controlled burnings of the prairie or what, whatever. They burn everything down so that everything can die off. And then everything comes back brand new again. I forget why or how or who, what, when. But that's what they do. So, with Australia being burnt down, maybe this is a a period of renewal where everything will come back even better than what it was before. They're killing off everything, the old, and bringing back the new. I mean, it's devastating the way it's being done, but maybe that's the way... It had to be done, 
you know, in Jesus name. Amen. So I'm praying for any lives that were lost, the animals, the poor animals. I mean, the koalas. I just keep seeing videos of the koala. Oh, they're so cute and so sad. So unfortunate. And the firefighters. I know we sent firefighters out there from the United States. Praying for everybody out there, man. And I didn't read up on how the fires were started, but I think there were arsonists. But it's just, I'm just praying that it'll be over soon. That everything will come back ten times better than it was before. Because Australia is beautiful. I had a friend that just visited there, like, right as the fires were starting. She had a great time, but I've always wanted to visit Australia. Um, But wouldn't it be nice if the same effort to save the uh, Notre Dame building, that was devastating too, to be honest with you. But it was just a building, you know. With lots of history and artifacts and and just value. But it it was lost. Sometimes we got to let things go. You know. So anyway, that wraps up my segment, segment of who I'm praying for. Uh, once again very thankful if you've listened to me all the way to the end this is a fairly new podcast um i do weekly podcasts and this is my third week although you're only seeing one recording because again i had to redo redo and demonetize um thanks again next week i will update you on the fast on my free forming and anything else that comes to mind. Um, I want to add here to release me from any legal anything. Girl, go to the doctor and check yourself out before you follow, you know, any fasting or whatever. Don't kill yourself just because I said so. <laughs> okay, I didn't say that. But don't don't get hurt trying to follow some follow what somebody else did you make sure it's okay with your body and your spirit and your everything all right uh that'll do it and i'll see you here next week thank you for listening to ground floor with jennifer be blessed bye-bye